What is up, everyone, and welcome to another issue of Sibling Rivalry, the comic book club show hosted by yours truly, it's Ben Pye, and my wonderful, amazing sister, Anakin. Get it? Because it's punny. hey yo! You don't need to tell people <laughs> it's punny every time we do it. But then I don't know how to segue to me talking. Because saying hello is just too much. Sir? Anyways, uh, just as a reminder, Sibling Rivalry is the comic book club uh, show that we host uh, so that we can get to know some new heroes, some new comic books, and uh, do it with our lovely listeners, viewers, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, this show's um, new live date is going to be every Friday um, as the... Uh, as kind of the flagship show of sibling rivalry. Um, and we do have some new weekly content that will be coming out as well. So stay tuned to our YouTube channel uh, for that extra content. It's uh, going to be great. Um, so this book, this week, this week, it's DC. It's DC week. Um, last week we did Wolverine by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller. That was my choice. This week is DC, chosen by me, Anakin. and I always feel like I'm a huge letdown given how much I love DC over Marvel. Anyway, so this time I picked Green Lantern, and my initial idea for or reasoning for picking this one after having picked um, Green, uh, not Green, Martian Manhunter. Was because when I read the description, it was like Manhunter. So in my head, I thought Martian Manhunter was the villain. And then, you know, I started reading. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm blonde for anybody not watching and only listening. So I feel like that, you know, can excuse a little bit of that. But so, yeah, that was the initial reasoning for picking for picking it. Um, Yeah. I just, I've still enjoyed it, but what did you think? Because you're always go first with the story anyway. But what was your take? Um, so this is a, um, it's an origin story for Hal Jordan as the Green Lantern, um, but it's a little it's different, different. Th a different universe than, than the main one. Um, and uh, I have to say, I thought the, the universe was super interesting. Um, and... Uh, you know, the fact that uh, Ferris Industries is essentially going around and, um, like, trying to, to mine asteroids yeah, like, for, for valuable materials. Um, there's space garbage hunters. <laughs> essentially, yeah. It, it's like the gold rush, but in space. Um, and uh, Hal Jordan is someone who just doesn't want to be on Earth anymore. Um and uh, I, I, I really, the, because, I mean, the, the origin of the Green Lanterns, uh, you know, everyone, maybe not everyone knows that, you know, they were founded, created by the, the Owens. Um, but uh, this universe where um, Oa had essentially wanted to destroy the Green Lantern Corps and create these these manhunters. And, you know, the, the Green Lantern Corps is kind of at a complete, like, in shambles. It's hard to find a Green Lantern. Yeah, and, when you 
and the the rings aren't like hunting down their new like hosts wielders yeah. yeah um so it was kind of like oh you know whoever finds a ring could be a green lantern um but like uh, essentially for for lack of a a better term a, a castrated green lantern you know, uh, like just absolutely devoid of the the true power that the Green Lanterns are, and um, I think like one of the things that I always found super interesting about uh, the Green Lantern Corps is that the their power is driven specifically by um, will. Green is will, yeah. correct? Green is will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when they when the rings try to find uh worthy um wielders, they they're looking for those that are strong of will. And I thought I always thought that that was kind of a an interesting uh way to do the story and uh like introduce these powers. Um but that was not mentioned at all uh throughout this book. But that's because everybody who has a green lantern ring very few of them actually know anything about the original core it's true core Mm -hmm. core yeah yeah core um and the only one that you actually saw wield the the green lantern ring and actually manifest objects with it was arisa i think that was her name Oh, the the girl? Yeah. Uh, um, he tried to manage the web version of uh, of DC Universe Infinite. A um, lot easier to to wheel to to use on uh, on the tablet. But we're we're trying. We're we are out here doing our very best. Um, but yeah, so this is definitely the first that you see actual like corporeal. Um, things from the uh, rings. From yeah. the ring. Um. So I'd be I'd be interested to know more about all of these characters, which unfortunately, Earth One Green Lantern only has two volumes. Uh-huh. I mean, you know that you're not going to get all of the backstory you probably are interested in hearing between Kilowog, Arisa. Um, I think we saw Sinestro, or at least the same species as Sinestro, I guess. We yeah, can't you did really... see. I, I'm pretty sure that was Sinestro. Okay. Um, and then knowing more about Hal and the corruption with the, the weapon, the space weapon that he helped launch. The space the platform, like the weapon platform, and he was under. You don't uh-huh. remember that? Nope. The nope. whole reason why he wanted to stay in space was because he was working on this, like. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That uh, it, okay? Sorry, at the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, and it turned out to be a weapons platform, and he mm-hmm. didn't know. And then they turned it against his own people, and. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, I'd be more interested also to hear about that origin. And just understand it a little bit better because I feel like we just scratched the surface of of that. And so, yeah, I thought that this had a lot of promise to hear more or learn more about this particular world and these people. Mm. Um, 
I think, I think I love, my, yeah. sorry, go continue. I didn't. I was going to say, and then I love that Arisa is uh, the leader of the core. <laughs> um, I think like, I, I, I enjoyed the book. I think my one and only complaint for it is that uh, reading through it, it feels like a book that is, would probably be even better if you know more about Green Lantern in general. Like, okay. it, it, it looks like, it reads like a book that has a lot of references to, um... To it like would the, be more enjoyable to have right. some knowledge. You don't need it to understand exactly. it, but you'll have more fun reading it and seeing all the Easter eggs, like with Sinestro. Right. Um, and knowing that Kilowog is actually, you know... Yeah, and... The, <laughs> lantern in both worlds this is this is going to be absolutely terrible but my knowledge of of the green lantern um stems from uh the ryan reynolds movie the ryan reynolds movie oh, man. <laughs> um and his brief appearances in any justice league like tv show or um nathan fillion is the best green lantern yeah so the what was it uh justice league doom Nathan Fillion was Green Lantern in that. Yeah. Um and and I I like I like the animated Green Lantern. Obviously, I I'm not a fan of the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Um but uh that that is like the extent of of my knowledge really of Green Lantern. Um I got uh The Rebirth volume 1 and I have Emerald Dawn. Hmm in my room right now. And those were the first two that I went out to buy right before the movie came out. Okay. Just so I could go into it with a little bit more knowledge. Um, and then, so, so I, you have more information about sky diarrhea. What? <laughs> what was the, what was the villain in the movie? Parallax. Oh yeah. Literally looked like sky diarrhea. Okay. I was like, uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> And then, well, and then I, because I was interested in Crisis, uh-huh. or Zero Hour. Zero Hour, yeah. I was interested in Zero Hour, and so I learned more about Green Lantern and Parallax, therefore, Sky Diary, with the yeah. Zero Hour conflict, which that one I do encourage people to read, but I mean, that one crosses over multiple comics and does cover a lot of things that you might be like, I'm very confused if you don't have prior information or knowledge. Um, but yeah, so I did enjoy this one just fine, especially as like a starter. I could recommend it to somebody who's interested in it, but it's not really something that I would give a comic book virgin to read. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, I think I don't think it's going to be like the comic book to get you into comic books. I agree. I think there's a little, maybe a little too much going on. Um, and I mean, if you're super into sci-fi, th this might actually be a fairly decent one to, to go into. Um, but it's throwing like God knows how many alien races, um, with no other real explanation of them, um, into the mix of everything. And I think that's kind of the, uh, the thing. Yeah, I will say I would be um, 
if I had a friend who was only interested in Marvel, this with the Manhunters gave me huge Sentinel vibes. So I'd be like, here you go. Yes. This? <laughs> Absolutely. 150,000%. Like almost to the point where I was like, they weren't all that creative with their design <laughs> of who they, they are. Um, and the purpose of creating them and the, it was all very Sentinel-like. And I was like, well, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, overall, I, I didn't dislike the, the story. Um, I, uh, I really, really enjoyed the whole, like, them finding the ship on, the, on that asteroid. Um, yeah. And I, I enjoyed a lot of those initial scenes just in space. Um, like from a, from an art standpoint, which I know is, is your area of expertise, I think I almost enjoyed being in space and on the asteroids at the beginning of this more than I enjoyed being on Oa at the end of, uh, at the end of it. Yeah, I have like three, maybe four. I have three or four like favorite panels and. I want to say the majority of them are actually just in space, if not mm -hmm. all of them. Because I think, yeah, even the later, even later on um, in the comic book, when one of my favorite panels is, mm -hmm. he is in outer space. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, like, I really just looking at this one. Style. What's that? The art style? I, yeah. Yeah. I did, too. Um, I was I was a huge huge fan of the art style. Um, it was very um, had was, nods to comic book like pop art, but while still being incredibly cinematic. Yeah, like like looking at this, you you have a lot of the like the the halftone kind of texture to it, but at the same time, like this looks like something J.J. Abrams would film. You mean like something out of Star Trek, Ben? I mean, you know, throw lens flare and onto anything, and I feel like J.J. Abrams just gets a hard on right away. Oh my god, I watched the commentary recently to one the first Star Trek movie, and every time there was a lens flare, he was like, oh, "Look at that lens flare!" Yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. Um, but yeah, um, no, that was actually one of my favorite pages where he's on the moon, and you have that on an asteroid lens flare or. I'm assuming it's the sun, a star, random star flare mm -hmm. in the background. Sets a very great mood. Um, the lighting throughout all of this was amazing. I liked the contrast. I did really enjoy the nods to like the polka dot kind of pop art. The, um, the halftone pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved how they illustrated the Green Lantern light or energy or weapon, mm -hmm. however you want to. The Call lantern it. itself, or you're talking about the no, actual no, no, power like from the ring? The actual power from the ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How it looked like green lightning. Yep. Well, I mean, it, it just, it's it's raw, you know, lantern power. It's not yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense also that because they don't have enough of the power, they can't truly manifest it to make it look like anything other than pure energy. Yeah, except what's her bucket? 
Yeah, except what's her bucket. And I mean, green is is one of my favorite colors. I just I I love I love like the the really dark um uh like like scenes and then just like these random streaks of green. Um it just it it, it looks it looks beautiful. Um, like, uh, again, just like the scenes in space, I think were just absolutely phenomenal. And I think where the art of this book, um, really, really shined, um, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. It can't all be in space. I, I, I get it. Um, I mean, the worlds that they've created being a heavy contrast to the outer space scenes were really well delivered. Yeah. In terms of the storytelling device. Agreed. And, you know, every every world looked a little different. And I, I have to say I was getting like, um, as far as like the world building went, I was getting some strong Star Wars vibes. Same. Without everything was essentially in shambles because of the. Uh, Manhunters. Sentinel Manhunters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I, I thought that was. Obviously, being a big Star Wars fan, for those who don't know that, um, that was that was something that was really, really interesting to me. You know? Mm-hmm. I felt like there was so much information and so much action packed into a relatively short volume collection. Yeah. Compared to, like, some other things that we have read. Right? A lot happened in this. Exactly, and it, it it's if this had been like a a, a, a film, um, I probably would have made like not necessarily a complaint about that, um, but it's it's one of those where it's like this one did a lot of setup, so I'm I'm curious if like the second volume of it um, plays a little slower because of how All fast this went um, yeah. or if just like this entire earth one series is that way. Um, if, if it's the former, I feel like they could have done something a little more with pacing, but at the same time, I understand wanting to close out the first arc with kind of freeing Oa. Yeah. Um, and it's a very limited series. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, all not. I mean, a lot of the major heroes got a, got an Earth One um, series. Like I know there's a Batman, a Superman, and a Wonder Woman Earth One. Yeah, those are the three that I know of, aside from this one. Yeah. Um, I'd be confused if there was not a Flash one, but I don't know of it. Hmm. Uh. And I, I I liked kind of learning more about Kilowog's culture and his his world. Um, I thought that was very interesting, and just like th- what the view of the Green Lanterns were, and what the view of his world was on the Green Lanterns, and and people wanting to leave and things like that. Um, it was all it was all interesting <laughs> world building and like backstory kind of things. Um, but 
I, my my hope would be that in the second volume of this, that uh, they kind of learn a little bit more about how to wield the the Green Lantern power. Yeah. I feel like, though, based on how this one ended, you're going to get just as fast-paced uh, in terms of action and conflict because of the Yellow Lanterns. Yeah, probably. You're, you're, you're not... You're probably not wrong. Um, More I'm thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Um, and I don't know if, if it's the case in, uh, in the main world as well, but, uh, I found it interesting that, you know, like the last surviving, um, guardian is the one who is also creating the, the yellow lanterns. Yeah. Um, And yellow is fear, right? Yes. Okay. What's red? Anger. Anger. Okay. Okay. It's the whole emotional spectrum. And Kyle Rayner is the white lantern. And wields them all because he's white. Um, right? I don't know about the white one. Black okay. is death. Um, yeah. Pink is love. Because one of the villains against Green Lantern is a Pink Lantern. Right, I remember that from Doom. Um, I know that there's blue. Yeah. I don't remember what blue is, but I know that there is blue. Just like I know that there's orange, and okay. I don't remember. Okay, okay. Are you Googling it? I, I'm going to Google it. Um, but um, tell me a little bit more about, like... Some of your favorite story moments in this, though. Story moments? Um, I feel like I touched on, on the majority of, like, the... the story moments with regards to... how they told the story of um, the dwindling power within the Lanterns. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed hearing multiple stories about the Green Lanterns themselves. You learn it from, you learn one version from the Owen, you learn one version from Kilowog, you learn one version from what's his bucket who kind of looks like um, a woodchuck. Uh-huh, yes. Um... Who then dies, which that was really sad. Um... This guy. And I feel like he had Becca. so much more to give for the story, and he was so short-lived, mm -hmm. which was which was very disappointing. Especially since they would have been the main one to have original knowledge. And so, with the whole giving it his ring to a complete stranger. Yeah. I feel like that was a wasted opportunity for them to learn how you know when someone is worthy of the ring. So, which sets up the next book in a interesting way for the Green Lanterns to develop. Overall, just because, you know, I, they might have another character come in with 
just as old of a history, but I feel like they killed off that that version very quickly. Yeah, but maybe uh, maybe they'll learn more now that the power of the rings is a little more unlocked. My maybe. camera froze. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. All good. Um, and then Sinestro in the next one will probably be super interesting with the yellow lanterns. And just seeing how that develops. Watch him just die from a yellow lantern and that just be his story arc. <laughs> that would be incredibly sad. Well, kind of be interesting, though. It would. Um, um, and story-wise, also, there was that one alien being wow you're so big uh there was this one alien being on oa that helped how oh yeah the 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 girl yeah and i felt like she had that such tried an to steal the ring yeah who had such an interesting role to play and then her character development went like completely opposite of what you expect it to and yeah. then she dies which i think just as like oh my god what the hell? It was well done to show just how kind of messy the universe has become uh-huh. with the the Manhunters. Right. Um, just you like see how... that? They couldn't have even made the Manhunters like a different color, like blue. I think you still would have thought of them as uh, as sentinels, no matter what. I know, and I'm pretty sure, like, it's not like they picked that color because they were saying, "Oh yeah, sentinels, they looked great red." Right. Red is just like the ooh, bad guys, bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Red is bad. Uh, red is rage, by the way, not anger. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. White is life. Orange is avarice. Yellow is fear, green is willpower, blue is hope, indigo is passion, and violet. Man, I'm so mad. I was going to guess blue was hope just because I know that Superman is blue. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been a way to go. And violet is love. Violet, not pink. Right. And then um, I should have also just inferred that white was life since black is death yeah yeah so not doing great <laughs> it's all good it's it's not like our our go-to hero um which is one of the reasons why we choose books like this uh yeah, because obviously like, go-to hero is nightwing and that's mostly all i read on my own <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh if I were ever to get like really into Green Lantern comics and and start reading more of them regularly, um, this is probably a book that I'd come back to uh, just to kind of get mm-hmm. a little more. Have more fun reading it. Exactly. Um, it's not that it was a bad read. It's just it would be more enjoyable to read. Right. Um, yeah. And because it is an origin story, it's, you know, it's an easy one to just pick up and go with. Um, But if you are wanting to pick up like a Green Lantern book uh, for the sake of wanting to know like the the mainstream Green Lantern, this isn't, this isn't your book. Um, That's valid. Yeah. 
So uh, give me give me some page numbers for some of your your favorite some of your favorite panels so we can talk about them. So aside from you know the first one that we saw with him in his spacesuit, mm-hmm. which I will also say something that bothered me in the very very beginning when they kept talking via headset. They didn't have colors specified with the characters. Oh, yeah, with who was talking. Yeah, and so you got really confused when they were on radio as to who was talking when. Until later when they were like, oh, JK, Cal. And I was like, what? (laughs) He's been talking this entire time? And then I would reread that page. So that did bother me. Which I don't know if that's like an art thing, because technically color would be art (laughs) but i don't know if that's a a writer choice or an artist choice Uh but anyway so aside from page 10 with the solar flare and the and the solar flare with the flare in the back um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i thoroughly enjoyed it was so hard to find the page numbers uh just because the thing kept kicking me out page 40 when um the green lant when hal gets beaten into a meteor just the impact visual i thought was beautiful and stunning um and hurt with the whole hands and the claws and the gripping oh yeah painful for me to watch <laughs> it's like you just imagine like all that crap getting under your nails at the same time as just like dragging your hands across hard rock <laughs> and Getting the stuff underneath my nails doesn't doesn't freak me out or anything like that. It's the whole fact that you probably have no nails afterwards. Right. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then another one of my favorites is page 113, which 113 is just... I, I always pick at least one that's very poster-worthy, and 113 is probably one of the most poster-worthy pages in this entire volume. When he has the flashbacks in outer space, and that gives him the willpower to go on and fight (laughs) and give his last message. And something that really struck me and made me look at this page for forever was just the fact that not only do you have his full body in outer space, but amongst all of the busyness of the, the kind of flashbacks, you have his profile set in there, uh-huh. large scale, mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily notice until you work your way down reading, and then you're just like, oh my god. What I especially love about that, that profile is that his memories are literally coming out of his head. Like, that's, yeah. how, the, that's how the art is done on this page. This was also one of, uh, one of my favorites for that reason, because of how they were showing memory by actually having it come out of him to remind him what is going on and then, you know, going from there. I thought that was just incredibly well done and, and just the, the kind of like muted green overlay over them as well, um, mm-hmm. just to, you know, really add into the fact that this is him and the ring really kind of oh, yeah, yeah. becoming one. Yeah. Um I thought it was I thought it was really 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 awesome. Um so I I fully agree with you on on this one. Um This is also one of those moments where in that specific page 
you truly realize how closely uh, tentative to detail the artist was in terms of showing the prog the the progress of time or the progression of time rather right. from being like freshly shaven in his space suit or having like freshly shaven like being very cut and crisp and mm -hmm. then having like super scraggly beard yeah like groomed versus ungroomed yeah um but yeah and again it, it just really goes to show that my favorite panels were the ones that were really in space. Um, yeah. Like the, the high contrast images and panels. That's what I, that's what I really liked. Um, oh, warm tones though did tell a beautiful color story still. Say that again. Oa's scenes uh -huh. still told a very beautiful color story. It was just not as, eye-catching because of the high contrast that you have in outer space. Right. And I only just noticed that the ship is Oa. It's not a little person. It looks like a little person. Oh, I never thought it was a little person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean a little person? You know, a little person. I wonder gotcha, if... Gotcha, gotcha. And oh my god, the ship at the beginning of the book is also like that. Just an upside down little person. In here, I couldn't figure out what it was because I was like, I feel like that. I'm supposed to know what that is from looking at it. And I was like, and I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stood staring at that for, or stood, I was sitting when I was reading, but I was staring at that for a good while because I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to know what you are right now. And I do not. <laughs> nice. Um, so shall we get into ratings? Sure, sure, sure. Your story first. Yep. Um, I thought the story was, uh, I, I mean, I, I've said a lot about it already, but to kind of summarize my thoughts, I thought the story was really, um, it was good. It was a, an interesting origin, especially for being, uh, kind of a different origin than, you know, the, the, Prime Universe um, Green Lantern. Um, I would like to know, obviously, more about the world. Um, and maybe that comes from reading all of the various different Earth One series. Um, what's that? I was, I was adding your zzzzs, oh. but in my own voice. Um, I apologize. All good. Um, I thought the the world building was was really neat. Um, I thought the story's pacing could left a little to be desired. I, I do think that a lot happened in a book that was really only what like a hundred and forty pages. Um, was it really a hundred forty? Yeah, I mean, taking out the so I guess one thirty six. And then minus the first, like, six pages, so 130 pages of book. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of this book overall. Um, I just, uh, I, th there's still things that, uh, that I would have maybe liked a little more. 
and that would have been a little slower uh, pacing, but at the same time, like, how long would this volume have been if the pacing was slower? Um, and overall, I do think it's not a terrible spot for for someone to jump in and, and read um, to kind of learn at least more about the, the psyche of Hal Jordan, because I don't think Hal Jordan really is that different um, in this versus the Hal Jordan in the Prime Universe. I could be completely wrong. Um, and this one struggles a lot more because of choices that he has made. Right. And so, I mean, I feel like this character, this Hal Jordan, has an awful lot more of regret. Gotcha. Awful lot more regret, not an awful lot more of regret, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. from It's not like he's my go-to hero, so someone watching this who is a, a huge Green Lantern fan might be like, what are you talking about? But from what I have read, this particular one goes into the ring having stored up so much regret and yeah Um, and fear to a degree of uh what he has done to make amends with that regret like with what he has done he feels like he ran away and that is a fear which then you know manifests into the whole mind bubble thing going i will not do that again okay sorry go ahead um so uh (laughs) It, it's definitely, it's not a story that I wouldn't recommend to someone. If somebody asked me, like, I want to read a Green Lantern story, this is literally the only Green Lantern story I've read, um, I would happily recommend it to them with the caveat of, you know, this isn't OG Green Lantern. This is, this is an alternate reality Green Lantern. So just kind of keep that in mind. But it's a, it's a good kind of gritty story um, that's you know, kind of about learning about yourself and learning about what you can do. I don't know. Um, I would say the story, I I would give the story a 7 out of 10. Um, So I am also leaning towards a 7 out of 10 for similar reasons, I suppose. Um, My biggest thing being, I do acknowledge that it's probably a much more enjoyable read for somebody who has some knowledge of the Green Lantern universe, even though you can go into it feasibly and and enjoy reading it. It's not one that I would recommend to anybody who is new to comics. It would be somebody that I know um, enjoys them and enjoys very new and experimental takes on the heroes. Uh, and it would always be one that I would want to talk to somebody about because of its weird kind of universe shift um storyline wise i enjoy the pacing i enjoy fast paced i understand what you're saying about it um just in terms of like you want to know so much more about the world that they're in Mm -hmm. so i do agree with that um but having said that i did i did thoroughly enjoy the pacing uh of everything else i just would have liked more information thrown in which would have been super long um i will probably read the second one second volume just because i did really enjoy it i like this hero overall yeah i'll probably do the same i will also likely read the second volume just for my own 
enjoyment. Yep. So I'll give it a seven. I was like, I was leaning towards a six almost at one point. And I was like, no, 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 I did enjoy it. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, no, and I think that's, uh, I think that's reasonable. Um, and I start with the art. You sure do. So like I said before, I thoroughly enjoyed this art style. I loved the nods to like classic comic art um, while having a grittier take on it that spoke to the overall tone of the comic. I really enjoyed its use on light play and uh, I think it did its world building really, really well. The space scenes obviously were the ones that Ben and I liked the most. But that's not to say that the rest of the art in the book was not equally good. So I would give this one probably um, a nine. I did really, really enjoy it. It's not 10 just because when I say 10, that's something that completely blew me away. And I would want a hard copy of that book. Uh, And I don't for this one. But I appreciate the art style. Oh, so much. Yeah. Um, so I, I wrote all of my scores down ahead of time and I have a feeling your, your scores and my scores are going to be exactly the same because I also rated the art a nine, uh, a nine out of 10. Um, and when it comes to like, if I would recommend this book to, to people, um, I, I would recommend this book solely based on how much I enjoyed the art. Um, along with the story. Um, I think the art carries the book a little heavier than the story carries the book, Um, but it is worth seeing. Um, Again, the, the, some of that like classic comic book style mixed in with like these very cinematic um, scenes were just like perfect. Absolutely perfect. From storyboarding, (laughs) exactly. Like it is, it is actually what I would imagine, like a a Green Lantern movie storyboard to to look like. Because there's definitely some pages that look like super sketchy, Um, not like the the creepy kind of sketchy, but like the the art style kind of sketchy. Um, And uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed looking at this book. Uh, overall, I think um, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, if I'm gonna give art a ten, it's gotta be like bam. Yeah. Um, and uh, the and super consistent throughout the book. Um, I think for me to give this book a ten, the scenes on planets needed to be as strong as the scenes in space. Um, exactly. Um, so that's that's where my score falls below perfect. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Perfect. Okay. And your overall? Or do um, I do overall? You do overall because this is your book. So my overall is an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to say my overall is also an eight. Yeah. Um, I did feel like the art made up for it to get it out of the seven for the story. And yeah, overall, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't really have any more to say from what I had said before. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the, the art uh, carries the book a little more than the the story does. Um, But 
it it carries it well. Um, it's definitely not a book that I would tell people to to stay away from, um, and is a book that I would recommend to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd be interested to hear you talk about this one after reading a couple more of Green Lanterns. There's just so many comics to read. That's the whole reason that we do this show is because there are way too many comic books out there. Um, and it gives us an excuse to read on our to read list. Or right. at least that's how I'm approaching this. And then, you know, we get our bad DC scores because. Because we're like, oh, I really want to read this book, man. Um, the, the difference is I, I do. Re- I feel like I probably read comics a little more frequently than Anna does. Um, so I can read my trash comics off show and still pick good comics for the show. Um, which is, which is why, uh, my, my score is better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. Actually, I did better on this one than your Wolverine one. Um, actually, so just, uh, looking at my, uh, looking at my scoring, uh, overall, Wolverine got a 48. Overall, this got a 48. So, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we both, we, so, yeah. And I rated the story on Wolver- or overall a nine. You rated it a seven. And we both rated this an eight. So literally the same. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yep. Although currently you are nine points ahead of me in, in your in your picks. Overall? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. It's because my experiments pay off. And I mean, on the bright side, like I do a lot of research for the independents that I pick, whether they're a hit or a miss. I do do a lot of research for them. Um, same with the, the mangas. I do do. You're a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, this uh, it cuts it off. Oh well, um, but yeah, I mean, I I would I would recommend it to to other people. And I'd be interested to have an open discussion with uh, some other comic book lovers about their take on this one, especially especially if Green Lantern is like one of your favorites. Uh, I you know yeah. what I'd be I'd be interested to um, my friend Kenny. I'd be interested to know what he thinks of this one because he he is a big Green Lantern fan. Um, yeah, I think I. Hmm, I don't want to actually say that because I'm like I don't remember when the Ryan Reynolds movie came out, but uh, I'm pretty sure like in combination to painting Kenny's shoes for your guys's wedding uh-huh. and the movie coming out made me go. I'm going to go and see what I can find at the used bookstore of Green Lantern. And then I just so happened to find like some really good starter comics. I don't doubt that. I feel like I have seen this comic at his. This I feel one like... in particular? Yeah, the Earth one. Um, I could be absolutely wrong. So, but, uh, but yeah, next book is my book. Um, it's our independent. And this is the first time that we're reading two volumes of a book. Um, so we're reading volume one and two of Pearl. Um, and that is a uh, Brian Michael Bendis book. B&B. That was the, that was the main reason I, I picked it. Is Actually, I kept reading on, um, on D- DC Universe Infinite. And as, uh, as you finish um, books, once you get to like the final page... 
Um, mm-hmm. It should it gives you like recommendations of of what you you should read. And Pearl kept coming up as a as a recommendation, so I was like, okay. And then I kept seeing, oh, it's Brian Michael Bendis. I want to I want to read this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I picked it up and cool. I've uh, I've enjoyed it so far. I'm gonna I'll, I'll obviously I'll save uh, more for when we uh, actually have that episode. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a little nervous about my my manga pick, honestly. Oh so. yeah, the one that you I have to buy because you chose yet another manga. You find mangas that are free, sir. I do. And how many of those have we thoroughly enjoyed? We liked a silent voice. And I picked Witch Hat Artillier, which also was free for the nope. first volume. Oh, yeah, yes, for the first volume. First it was. volume. You are and correct. the other ones I purchased. <laughs> I bought the other ones. You, you didn't. Did not, you did not buy Eminon. No, buy no, no. I was saying um, the other. Oh, Witch, Witch Hats. Um, Astro Boy was free. We didn't really love Astro Boy. No, we didn't. But it is a loved book. Regardless. Guys. It's really hard. And I mean, just finding manga digital is hard. Yeah. That is accurate. So, I mean, part of me is honestly just tempted to buy first volume manga's paperback, which obviously isn't fair to me. Uh, <laughs> to the people sure. listening. Right. Um, so, anyways, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, obviously, again, this show goes live on YouTube um, every Friday. Um, and, uh, kind of stay tuned, um, next week for a couple other, um, little series, um, that we're going to, to be throwing up on YouTube as well. Um, Anna, where can people find you on the internet? The Instagram. I have two accounts, Anna underscore Riddick, which has mostly dog related content and maybe because I'm going to be baking this weekend. Um, and then I have an art account, which is a Riddick underscore designs, which is mostly, you know, art. <gasps> ben, what about you? <laughs> you can find me everywhere on the internet. It, it's Ben Pai, I-T-S-B-E-N-P-A-I. Um, and uh, really just going to itsbenpai.com is going to be the, the best place to find all of my stuff. Um, this, uh Yeah. I'm just and gonna keep we it have that. our own sibling rivalry Instagram page. Yep, and all of the links uh, for sibling rivalry related things. If you go to itsbenpai.com slash comic book club, you'll find our Instagram, our Facebook, which we really neglect and probably need to be a little better about posting on. Um, uh, the podcast hosting services, um, the YouTube, and yeah, that's it. And so until next time, shalomaste. We need to get better at being in sync, brother. Well, it's hard to do over Discord because there's Discord delay and all that. That's fine. Fine, fine, fine.